Good morning, Rose Bauer. It's good to see everybody. I'm a little sad we didn't get a blizzard overnight over this weekend, but many of you I've spoke to are very happy that we didn't, so we'll just agree to disagree on that one. I'll pray for a blizzard. You pray against a blizzard. It will work out great. So let's all begin in worship. We're going to sing Majesty. Let's all stand and sing.
see all y'all here this morning. Um, welcome to Rosebar. If you're visiting today, we're glad to have you here for a reason. Uh, God brought you here for a purpose. Um, we welcome you. Um, I just want to tell you guys a little bit. This morning in our Sunday school lesson, it was about um, the when the people made the golden calf. Remember Aaron, they asked Aaron for a God to direct them, and they built this golden calf. Um, and it goes went very well with our Sunday with our with our memory verse for the month, because the memory verse says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding." When when we're not, when we take our trust out of God, and we start leaning on our understanding, we're going to make bad decisions. We're going to have sin in our lives, and so you know that verse is one that we had back in Teen Kid, 15, 20 years ago, and for most of you guys that. The ones that worked with me and Team Kid know that we kind of had to act it out when we said it. So it's, we, we trusted in the Lord with all our heart, and we lean not on our own understanding. 
So, you know, if you go on with that, it's, the, the verse goes on. It says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And as we continue in that, think about that. You know, if we follow God and we put all our trust in him, he will direct us, even in the worst times of our lives. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the blessings this day. I thank you for just allowing us to come to worship you, Father. I pray that you just bless each one here today. Um, may we take in the message that we have today, apply it to our lives, Father, and use it for your honor and glory. We ask, Father, that you just be with the ones on our, our one list here, that the ones that we're, that we're lifting up to you that may not know you as our Savior or may just be far away from you, Father. We just ask you to draw them back to you. Um, Father, we just ask you to forgive us for we fail you. Watch over and guide us in everything we do. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, today is a special day here at Rosebier Baptist Church. Uh, as the SBC, we do celebrate sanctity of human life on this day where we celebrate uh, the value of life and how God has created all life. Uh, he is the creator and sustainer of all life, and so we value life at a high level. And so we celebrate sanctity of human life, but also today is what we would call a Vision Sunday. And Vision Sunday is more so, uh, it's a look back at what God has uh, worked and did in 2021, and then it's also going to be a look forward into uh, praying for God's help and looking what He's going to do in us and through us in 20 and 22. And so we're going to begin with somewhat of a recap of 2021, and we want to do so, and we want to begin by uh, memorying those who've went on to be with the Lord. Um, we, we've had several this particular year, uh, and, these are, and these, are only, these are the members who've went on to be with the Lord, and then many of you have lost loved ones, whether it be uh, friends or family, throughout 2021 with COVID and other issues. Um, and so we want to begin our time, uh, first and foremost, just a moment of silence, remembering the lives that have gone on before us, and then praying for the families that the Lord may comfort them with hope. So let's just remember them this morning in a moment of silence and prayer. Dear Lord, we do thank you as you are the creator of all life. We thank you for each and every one of these dear loved ones. Um, Thank you for the life that they lived and the testimony that they shared, the ways that they served. And God, specifically, even now, Lord, we lift up Linda Loxton's family and pray for Jackie, her kids. Lord, we pray for Roberta Rudolph's family with Thomas, John Buchanan, Miss Belinda, Bill Metcalf, and we pray for Miss Carol. Gracie, as she's gone on to be with you and her husband, Lord, we thank you. Miss Mary Gray lived just a long and amazing life. And Miss Dathel Kilgore, praying for Franklin that you'd empower him and strengthen him. And, and Lord, we lost Brother Alex. The work and the ministry he did in Africa was absolutely amazing. And what an amazing partner you allowed us to to partner with for the cause of the gospel. We pray for his family there and the ministry that is going on. And Lord, you know every heart in this sanctuary, and you know each one who's lost a loved one that was near and dear to them this, up, this last year. 
and, and you know the pain that that's caused and the hurt. And Lord Jesus, I just pray in this moment, in this time, will you comfort them? Will you strengthen them? Will you encourage them like no other time before in their life that you lead, guide, and direct them? May we as a church family come around them, love on them, and care for them. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so very much. In uh, last year, I just share with you a little bit about uh, we, we had uh, nine new members and we had two salvations and two baptisms. And uh, that may not sound like a big number to you, but that's a big number to us. <laughs> uh, and what that means is two people are now going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ forever. And these are, these are the ones that we have been praying for specifically. Uh, this was, if you can remember, Braden. Uh, Braden Parrish, as Kenesha and AJ's uh, little boy, uh, was saved and, and, and was baptized, and we praise and we celebrate that. And also Ian Dillon, Lorian Scott's son, uh, was saved, one we had been praying for. And so uh, we praise the Lord for these new additions into God's family here at Rosebire and beyond. Uh, and also, I just share with you a little bit of, about the giving. Last year in 2021, uh, we had $433,000 that were given for the cause of Christ, that his kingdom may be advanced here in this community and beyond. And so we just want to thank you so much for your generosity, for your willing to give in difficult times and hard times uh, with inflation and everything else. It is what it is um, that you were still willing to give to the causes of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that the kingdom may be advanced, and we thank you from the bottom of our heart uh, that you're willing to give week in and week out, uh, and so thank you very much, and we want to share with you a little bit about where your money was going. Locally, you can see there that we give to the West Union uh, Association and River City Mission uh, as, and the causes there, uh, Hope Unlimited and, and how they serve uh, pregnant mothers and those who are scared and Lifeline Ministry and the addictions that they, they help minister to and, and, and care for and, and the community ministries, that, um, that one is Community Kitchen, how they serve meals for those who are in need. Sunrise Children's Services uh, and, and Fostering Children. Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, we give and they're doing an amazing job in the school. They were able to be in the school when we couldn't because of COVID and things of that nature and they're doing a great job. We were able to help in benevolence, um, a Staunton Church plant uh, we were able to, to give to and help with, um, as you can see there. Um, and then also uh, the Gideon, oops, oops, I did not do that, I promise. It's all messed up now. You know how it is. Gideon, we were able to give $1,780 this particular year, and the youth camp was able to send the kids to youth camp, and they were doing a mission project while they were away. Uh, we was able to give away 1,000 meals in 2021, and that, was in, uh, that one was in Alton, Illinois. Uh, that was in Mayfield during some of the tornado relief. That was, um, and then also Thanksgiving meals we was able to give away at Bob's Drive-In. And so that was some of the local things that we had done. And then the international mission, the cooperative program that we give to, uh, was over 11,000. Annie Armstrong uh, was over 11,000. Lottie Moon Christmas offering was over 11,000. 
And then the Moragora missions you see there is 17,000. Uh, if I understand right, I think Chris said another 10,000 had come in at the end of the year. So that's actually probably 27,000 that we we're able to give the Moragora uh, in this particular year. And so you, were, you just gave in many ways and it allowed us to give to these particular causes. And so in the year 2021, we were able to give almost $85,000 away for missional causes that the kingdom of God may be advanced. And since I've been here, which is 2013, we were able to give almost $1.1 million away uh, to missional causes locally and globally for the cause of Christ. And that was all because you were willing to give. And so thank you so much for being willing to give, uh, that you are making an impact in a greater way than you can ever imagine. Just uh, by every dollar you put in, I promise it's going to missional causes. It's going to do two things. It's going to serve your family in ministering here in this church, this community, and the globe for the cause of Christ when you give. And so thank you for your willingness to give. As far as some spiritual highlights, I just share with you, and this is from 2013 until now, that we together as a church have walked through almost 20 books of the Bible, uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and so that's a big deal. 66 weeks of going through Genesis through Revelations, and we walked through the life of Christ together, uh, the gospel project, uh, that's each individual age, the kids, the youth, and the adults. That's a three-year curriculum that we're walking through from Genesis to Revelation to understand the gospel better. And then as a Sunday school, uh, we're going through the Bible, book by book, verse by verse, and uh, we are about three-fourths of the way through that, all right? Uh, so we, we are, it's a nine-year deal, and so we are almost through that, and, and it's an amazing curriculum, and Sunday school is so good. If you're not involved in a small group, Please, I invite you to be a part of a small group. Let me uh, show with you a good class that you could be a part of. You will absolutely love it. A few other highlights I just want to share with you is that we were, um, in 2019, we had a, a, a go of sharing the gospel so many times, and that was the times it was counted 700 and over, 700, over 750 times. Um, we prayed uh, in 2021 for 72 lost people, uh, and we have prayed for them as over uh, in 104 services, we have a specific time we're praying for these lost people. 52 times our elders met and prayed for these lost people to be saved. We were able to partner with three church plants, Net Community, who is now uh, self-sustaining and doing an amazing work. Uh, we, we partner with Catalyst Church out of Mayfield, and they are doing an amazing work of building a community center in Mayfield, and uh, they're excited about that. And then now we're partnering with Requiem Church out of Alton, Illinois, and they will launch in April. And so we're really excited about how God's going to do and work there. Um, we also partner with the community to serve and love people right where they were. We serve with a ballpark. We serve with a school. We serve with other churches uh, to reach people who are not coming to us. And that is our goal. That is our hope. That is our plan, to serve the community. Go out to the community, not expect the community to come to us, but go to the community right where they are to serve them, to love them, to help them, to pray for them. Do anything we can for them because we know their greatest need is Jesus. And one of the ways we can share that need with them is by meeting some of their physical needs. We had two discipleship groups read through the Bible. We had two discipleship groups read through the New Testament together. And we were able to serve meals um, for Thanksgiving the last couple of years. And so those are just a few highlights that I want to share with you that we were able to do in 2021. 
and I'm excited for 2022. I've got some plans, we got some ideas, and we think God is moving and working in a powerful way, and we're going to share with that with you in a little bit more. Uh, but at this time, we're going to ask the children, if you want to come forward, we're going to go to Children's Church. You line up at this door right over here. Uh, we'll ask the praise team to come back, and we're going to lead us in worship. But that's just a little insight of 2021, and we'll share more with you just here in a few moments about 2022 and what that's going to look like. But let us pray, and then we will continue in worship. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for this time together in your house. We thank you for this opportunity to gather, to celebrate, and to praise you for Lord, uh, for being Lord of our lives, Lord Jesus. And I just pray in this time of worship, help us to refocus, realign with your calling, with your ways. Remind us of your goodness and your grace. And God, allow us to praise you in your wonderful name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's all stand, and we're going to continue in worship. We're going to sing Glorious Day. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The word became flesh and light shined among us, his glory
Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you honor and glory and praise this morning, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness, Lord. You pour out on us every single day, Lord. I pray that we never grow callous to the fact that you love us, Lord, that you're good to us. No matter the circumstances we face in this life, Lord, we know that we can place our faith and our hope and our trust in you, that you are unwavering, Lord, that you're never changing, Lord, in all the praise that we could ever, ever come up with ever produce in our life. It belongs to you, Lord. And I pray that you would receive that honor, that glory, and that praise, and it would please you this morning, Lord. I, I lift up Brother Justin to you, Lord, as you've prepared the message for this week on his heart, Lord. I pray that you give him wisdom, Lord, that he speaks your words, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, and we'll begin reading verse 18 in just a moment. Matthew 28. This morning, I'm going to begin a uh, series of sermons uh, that's going to be somewhat of a recap of our mission and vision as a church. So I want to invite you to invite, if you have any friends or any family that is interested in attending Rosebier Baptist Church, these are some really good weeks to invite them to attend, to see what we're about, to see what our mission is and what, the, what we're going to be doing in the community. This is going to be, uh, we're going to be about four weeks. We're going to be walking through this together, and I would encourage you, if you have anyone asking them, uh, or that you would like to invite to our church, invite them over this so they can hear about what God is calling us to do in this community, and if that's something that they're interested in partnering with us and joining with us here at Rosebire. So I'm going to uh, share that with you from the get-go. And so it's going to be about four weeks, and then afterwards we'll jump back into our study of the Gospel of John. We haven't forget about John, where it will be in John chapter 8 when we pick up, but about four weeks where we're going to be looking and doing a recap of our mission and our vision here at Rosebier Baptist Church. And, and what we get and what we know is this, that our mission and vision comes from God's holy word, okay? That there is only one mission and one vision, and that is from God. If we have a mission and vision that is apart from God's, then it's doomed to fail before it even begins, right? So there is what we know and what we understand is that there is only one mission and one vision, and that is from God Almighty, and that is given to us through his word, and it's important for us to be reminded of time and time again. We can never be reminded of the gospel. We can never be reminded of the mission. We can never be reminded of the vision of God too many times. All right? We can never be because the, the, the stakes are too high. Eternity is too long. Right? So we, want, we must be constantly reminded, refocused, realigned with the word of God and the call of God and the command of God on our life. I'll try to illustrate it to you this way, that when NASA is launching a rocket that is going to go to the moon, when they launch that rocket, if they are even 0 0.05 degrees off in their calculations of launching that rocket, 
then the rocket will miss the moon by thousands of miles. All right? So that's why it's important to refocus and make sure you get it right. That's why it's important for us to, because in human nature, there's a natural drift. We'll drift away from the mission of God. We'll drift away from the call of God. We'll drift away from being holy and righteous, and and we'll want to be sinful. There's a natural drift in our life, and we must constantly be reminded. We must be constantly realigned with God's Word because we could easily miss the call of God and what He has in store for our life if we don't constantly be reminded of the mission and vision of God. That's why we're going to spend some time this week and the next few weeks realigning our hearts with the mission of God. So if you'll stand to your feet in honor of God's word, we're going to read Matthew 28, beginning in verse 18. It says this. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Let us pray. Elijah, would you mind leading us in a prayer this morning? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Elijah. Friday morning, Kendra was taking the kids to school, and uh, it was just me and Phoenix at the house, and I noticed that Phoenix was getting really quiet. He had wandered into the kitchen, and he got really quiet, and I know what that means when he gets really quiet. He's probably getting into something that he shouldn't be into, right? But I was in the middle of my daily Bible reading plan, and it was quiet, so I wanted to take advantage of the quietness. And so I continued to let him be so I could read a little longer. And if you want any more parenting tips, just let me know. I'll help you out there. Probably should have went and checked on right to see what he was doing, what he was into. And it wasn't long... The quietness goes from being quiet to him screaming. And he comes into the living room screaming, and he holds up his arm, and he's got his hand stuck in a plastic jar of gummies. And it was Jackson's gummies, and and they're like some vitamin gummies he's got to take for uh, every morning just uh, for his celiac disease and stuff like that. And so, like, Phoenix loves candy. So he's thinking these gummies are candy. And Jackson had left the lid off, and Phoenix had helped himself. He put his hand in, grabbed a whole bunch of gummies, and was trying to get it out. But now it wouldn't come out because he had a whole handful of gummies. And now he's starting to freak out a little bit. 
And so I go to help him and try to share with him. <coughs> Excuse me. Phoenix, the only way your hand's going to come out, you've got to drop the gummies. He didn't like that idea. He thought I was crazy. He would shake his head no, and he would try to get it out, but then the more he tried, the more it would upset him, and the more scared he would get, and he wouldn't drop the gummies. So I tried to convince him <coughs> that he's going to have to drop the gummies, but trying to convince a two-year-old to drop the candy to get his hand out was not going well. <laughs> so he tried a little more, and he got more frustrated, and then finally... He dropped the gummy, and I'm even thinking all the scenarios now, right? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm going to have to cut this off his hand. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to actually cut him, and then I'm going to have to go to the ER. They're going to have to sew him up, and they're going to say, what happened? <laughs> and then I'm going to say, I cut him with a knife trying to get him out of a plastic jar. Like, this is all going through my mind, right? But finally, somehow, only by the grace of God, I convince him to drop the gummies he puts his hand together and slides it right out. Crisis diverted, <laughs> right? Uh, it was an exciting Friday morning, to say the least. He was so excited when he got it out. I mean, you should have seen the smile on his face. He was, he's like, I'm free. He was really worried to really excited. It was, <coughs> it was an exciting Friday morning, to say the least. But as we go through this scenario, it got me to thinking, how many times do we as God's people try to do things our way, and it leads to nothing but frustration, failure, and despair. This morning in the passage we read, he makes it clear that we as believers and we as the church, we have one mission, we have one task, we have one call, and that is to make disciples. But unfortunately, if we're not careful... We, we as believers, we as a church, can get really busy doing a lot of good things, but not the main thing that Jesus has called us to. And when we do that, it will cause us to fight against ourselves. It will cause us to be frustrated. It will cause us to experience failure and even depression at times. But the marching orders of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, are clear. Our marching orders are not to be busy or to fall in love with our methods, not to fall in love with the traditions of the past and the way we used to make disciples. But the call in the marching orders of Jesus Christ is to make disciples. Get this, our call is not to get people to come to church, but it's to make disciples. A lost person, their greatest, their greatest need is not to go to church. Their greatest need is Jesus. Like, the reason why they're not in church is because they don't have Jesus, right? If we want them in church, what do they need? They need Jesus. Their greatest need is Jesus, not to be in church. It's to know Jesus. See, we must know and understand that a church is not a place that we go. A church is who we are. 
And so church is who we are, that we are called by God to be the church and go to a lost and dying world and make disciples. And there's two things that I want you to see in this passage, and the first thing is the great command. The great command. Notice the command he begins there in verse 19 and says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. This is the task at hand. He's not, it, Jesus doesn't say, go therefore and tell all people to come to church. But he says, go to them right where they are in your community and beyond to share the love of Jesus with them. But notice what he says next, go and make disciples of who? All nations. That's right. All nations. I think at times we've grown callous to this command in this passage because we've read it so much, we've heard it so much. But let, just for a moment, focus on this command where he says, all nations. Like, remember who he's speaking to, the disciples, right? A, a couple of handful of disciples, this, this is who Jesus is speaking to. And he tells them to go and reach the nations with the gospel. At this time that Jesus has given this command to this couple of handful of disciples, there's about 200 million people on, on, in population on planet Earth. So to put it in perspective, God is telling a few handful of men to reach 200 million people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's mind-blowing. It's unthinkable. It's unimaginable. I mean, what do you think was going on in their mind and their heart when they heard this command? Do you think the question, how, would have came into their minds? You think the question, like they would have been, how, when, where, how? <laughs> like that must be going through their mind. And Jesus answers the question he knows their heart is asking. Thank you, sir. He answers the question he knows that their hearts will be asking. And he doesn't say this. He tells, them to make, uh, he tells them to make disciples, but how? To observe all that I've commanded you. So he says to make disciples. He doesn't say make disciples by having them recite a prayer one time in their life. He says by having them what? Observe. What does observe mean? It means to obey to follow, right? He doesn't say, if they know the Bible, then they'll be a disciple. Just teach them the Bible. No, to obey the Bible. Because what we know is this, to know the Bible and not obey the Bible is worthless. I'm going to let you think about that when I take a drink. To know the Bible and not obey the Bible is worthless. There are a lot of atheists who know the Bible really well. But it doesn't equate to them being a disciple of Jesus Christ. For disciples, that is believers, they obey and observe what the Lord commands. He says, and then he goes on, how do you make disciples? Teach them to obey and follow the commands of Christ. Probably more questions of how is coming into their hearts and their minds? And he answers that. He says, For I will be with you always until the end of the age. 
So we answer the question, how can we reach 200 million people with the gospel? By saying, I'm going to empower you with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit who will live inside of you. And he will empower you to make disciples until the end of the age. I think in our churches, sometimes our perspective is based upon what we can do, what we can manufacture, what we can muster up. And it's not based upon God's supernatural spirit that lives inside of us who can do more than we could think, imagine, or even ask. And what happens is we develop a man-sized vision rather than a God-sized vision. John Stott once said this, Ambitions for self may be quite modest. Ambitions for God, however, if if they are to be worthy, can never be modest. There is something inherently inappropriate about cherishing small ambitions for God. How can we ever be content that he should acquire just a little more honor in the world? No. Once we are clear that God is king, then we long to see him crowned with glory and honor according to his truest place, which is the supreme place. We become ambitious for the spread of his kingdom and righteousness everywhere. And so, yes, when we have ambitions for ourselves, we can be have small ambitions. We can be humble ambitions. But when we have ambitions for God, there's no, we can't, God's ambition is not small. It's not humble. It is great. It's a greater vision than we could ever imagine. But sometimes when we think, we think with man's perspective, we come up with a man's side vision. Case in point is this. In our last vision statement we developed, we had a line saying, that we believe 400 people would be worshiping with us on a Sunday. <coughs> You're here in this place. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But God's plan is not 400 people. I mean, just think for a moment, we can muster up 400 people under our own strength, under our own ability. I mean, all we have to do is if all we gather together, and we have people in our minds that we want to go and invite. We could have some food. We could have a really good speaker. And I promise you, we could get 400 people. We could work it and work it hard. And we could get 400 people. That is something we could do under our own strength. But what is something that only God could do? What if our goal was not 400 people? But what if our goal was to reach 50,000 people with the gospel of Jesus Christ? What would it take for us as God's people to reach 50,000 people with the gospel? First, it would take a people of prayer, wouldn't it? We would have to pray and cry out to Almighty God, who is the only one who has the ability to use us to reach 50,000 people, to empower us and to send us and to use us to reach 50,000 people. Secondly, it would take a people of God that were serious about God's mission of making disciples. I mean, to reach 50,000 people? Look around. Would 50,000 people fit inside these walls? No. Not even close, right? What if the goal was not to get 50,000 people to come here, 
but to go to 50,000 people in our community. We currently, at Rosebar Baptist Church, have members that are made up in five different counties of West Kentucky. What would it look like if God used us in all of our homes, all throughout West Kentucky, to go and to reach people right where they are, to serve them, love them, pray for them, share the gospel with them. And when they become a believer the Lord Jesus Christ and they're saved by God's amazing grace, we train them and we send them to go and do the same. You see, our vision is from West Kentucky to the world. <laughs> that is the vision that God gives us. That we are to serve, we are to love, we are to share. Not, not, not with the understanding that we're going to go and we're going to share and we're going to serve as long as they come here. As long as they come to Rosebar. And, and if not, we're not going to serve them. We're not going to love on them. We're not going to, because it's not benefiting us. Our goal is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world that they may know him before it's everlasting too late. That's our goal. That's our goal, and that's the goal that comes from Jesus. And, and I know many of you have not heard a thing that I've said since I said, let's reach 50,000 people. You've tuned me out, and you said, you're thinking in your mind, just like the disciples were when Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That's exactly what the disciples thought in their mind, is what you thought when you heard Justin say, let's reach 50,000 people for Christ thinking it's not possible, it's crazy, but God in his word says this. He is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask, that you could ever think, than you could ever imagine. If you would just trust him and obey his holy calling. You're right. We're not able to reach 50,000 people, but he is. He is. And guess what? He is willing to use us if we let go of the things in our fist that is causing us to fight against ourselves that keep us from being about the mission that he's called us to. Just like Phoenix in that gummy jar, sometimes we as believers want to hold on to things that are keeping us from going and obeying the call and the commands of Christ. So we need to be realigned and refocused to the marching orders of Christ. What we know and understand, the church is not meant to cater to us. The church is not meant to serve us. The church is meant to send us into the community, into the nations for the glory of God so that they may know him before it's everlasting too late. God will use us to reach the nations for Christ and guess where it begins? In our homes. Before we can reach the nations for Christ, let us reach our homes for Christ, right? For those who sit at our table, for our family, for our friends. You see, this is the target of our ministry here at Rosebower Baptist Church. The primary area of making disciples are those who are in our homes. To reach the world, let's reach our homes. And in 2022, I want to share with you, we're going to emphasize ways that we can equip the home, strengthen the home, make disciples in the home. For this is the way to reach the world for Christ. But first, we must be reminded of our orders. Our orders are clear, to go, 
make disciples of all nations. We'll talk more in the coming weeks about how we can do that, what it looks like. But may we realign our hearts and refocus our minds to the mission of God of making disciples. Let us pray. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your call. Lord Jesus, we pray that you make it clear in our hearts. Lord, help us to let go of the things that is causing us to fight against ourselves, that is causing us to be focused on anything other than what you've called us to. Lord Jesus, use this time by the power of your Spirit. Teach us your ways, teach us your word, and help us to obey it. May the power that you've given us through your Spirit lead us, strengthen us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Will you stand to your feet? This morning, we're going to pray specifically for the initials of T-N. It's not the initials of Tennessee, all right? But it's a person who doesn't know Jesus. And we're praying that they be convicted of their sins, that they may come to know Jesus before it's everlasting too late. In this time of response, pray for T-N that they may know Jesus. Let us sing. The Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing.
You may be seated. Amen. Well, thank you for being in God's house this morning, uh, for your kind attention and your presence. I do apologize for my throat this morning. Uh, We've had some sinuses the last couple weeks, and it got me today, and I apologize for that. But thank you for being here. Remind you of a few announcements that we have. Our family nights will be this Wednesday night, all right, January 19th, 6 o'clock. We're going to have a meal for the entire family. Um, And then at 6.30, we'll have groups for adults, for kids, and for youth. Uh, Nursery will be available and things like that. Uh, We'll be done by 7.30, okay, from 6 until 7.30. So 6 o'clock is the meal we invite you for. If you plan on being here, if you wouldn't mind signing up just so we'll know how much to prepare. And Justin Carrico from Catalyst Church will be here this Wednesday night. Special guest speaker. Uh, He'll be sharing with us about discipleship. It's kind of go in line with what we share with you today. How do we make disciples? That disciples begins in our homes. And so we encourage you and and invite you to come and be with us this Wednesday night. It's going to be a great meal uh, and then a service at 630. And then a one and all that will begin in February. Okay, so a one of workers, you can come and this is a time for you to be fed and we invite you to come. And then, as you see in our sheet, that beginning tomorrow morning on Monday, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, Anybody who wants to, we're going to open up the Reach Out Center from 9.30 a.m. until 12.30. uh, Because I heard a lot of you were wanting to walk uh, and get some exercise, and we invite you to come. And the door will be open. You can go in uh, and get your walk in, get some exercise during the cold winter months. Um, So we invite you. And then you see the servant leadership team meeting is January the 30th. I'll be sending a text out on that. Uh, but I told you your last meeting, so you should have that in your calendar already. So if you'll stand to your feet, we thank you so much for being here this morning. May God bless you, and you have a wonderful afternoon. Come and be with us Wednesday night, a meal at 6. Uh, but let us go to the Lord in prayer as we close uh, this morning. Bob Seeley, would you mind leading us in our closing prayer? <laughs>